Hello and welcome to the 55-1 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine, and this is a podcast about soccer, I think. Um, I'm it doesn't have to be. It's yeah. It we'll, will be today. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we actually have actual soccer to talk about. Congratulations for surviving the the off season, gentlemen. I've got uh, preseason. Rodrigo Sanchez Javaria uh, in in the the Peru jacket, looking good. Um, the 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 man who's uh, who's who's uh, trying to look like me over here. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> Rodrigo with did the, not get the flannel memo. Yeah. The, no, the, apparently, the, the and actually, flannel. I don't own any flannel. Oh. That's that should be like a, a like just a, a token of like every once in a while I want to dress like a Minnesotan thing. Okay, you don't have to. I'm just I'll, kidding. I'll, no I'll look into it. Peer pressure here, Mark Fangmeyer. You are here. Um, uh, you, you've got actually op- open on the table is your drone that is following Mark Watson around. It's just um, telling me his location. It's so, just beeping. Just yep. I don't Beep. know if you guys have seen the, Ma- the Mandalorian, but I kind of have Beep. one of those little fab <laughs> fob trackers. And um, it, you know what? It is the way. Um, <laughs> that's the that's way. beautiful. Uh, um, does that make does that make uh, Mark Watson your baby Yoda? I, I mean, oh wow! Yeah, I, I think yes. it kind of does, doesn't it? Uh, you've been you've been. Uh, I, I we're not going to talk about how you know anything of what you know, but it is cracking me up literally every day when I see whatever you post and it's like you could be making it up for all I know actually you could be just like yeah uh, Mark Watson ate at the Denny's in uh, Buenos Aires today um, and uh, he had the moons over Miami so Miami right moons over is that what Miami yeah it's been a while since I've I've done the Denny's Uh, I only knew the Grand Slam that's it I mean there's really nothing else to get at Denny's besides the Grand Slam yeah yeah no but actually um, as of eight o'clock today, he's still scheduled to fly back to Minnesota tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. So that's uh, by the time you listen to this, probably uh, he should be back, or he's flying back. It's like or a he won't seventeen-hour flight. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, we are going to talk about Minnesota United preseason. We've got other news around the 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 world to talk about, but let me start with this. This month, uh, so it's mid-February, so the next uh, um, uh, month uh, from here on out, we're pleased to be sponsored by our friends in soccer, Pence Homes. Uh, the, what? Uh, the home sales, yeah, PenceHomes.com. That's right. That's right, kids. The Pence Homes Extreme Giveaway is back. Extreme! And, uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, then Pence Homes has you covered. But if you're not ready and just like free stuff, then you have a chance to enter and win two tickets to a soccer game of the professional soccer team that plays in St. Paul, including transportation to and from and pre-game drinks at the Blackheart, or they could be post-game drinks. It's just like a gift card. You can use it actually literally anytime you want. Um, I assume that this means Nate literally just shows up to your house with a rickshaw and like bikes you to the game. (laughs) Um, And then you, maybe it's a pedicab. It could be. Isn't that, just well, a rickshaw? It's kind of. It's a little bit nicer than a rickshaw, though. That's, I heard. I heard. That's just, it's just pedicab is just white people talk for a rickshaw. Isn't a rickshaw like where you actually like have to like hold it and run? No, with no. It? Bike's like, bike. Bike is rickshaw too. All right. Both. I'm just, I'm just thinking like Seinfeld Kramer yeah. style, where he's like loses it down a hill. Okay, I now understand. Um, you can also win a season ticket to Minneapolis City, whose name we're allowed to say on this podcast until their lawyers find out. So here's what you do. Get your calendar now. Like, pause what you're doing. Pull your car over to the side of the road. Okay, Mark uh, it down on your calendar that phone. on uh, February 27th, you're going to call this number that I'm about to give you. It's easy. They're not going to hassle you. They're just, like, going to ask, like, what's your contact information? Have you 
have you accepted Ibsen as your personal Lord and Savior? And then, uh, bam, you're entered. So February 27th, whatever time of day, day or night, um, call 612-308-1122. 612-308-1122. We'll also uh, um, put this on the Twitter. But um, thanks, Ben Holmes, for supporting soccer, bringing uh, new equipment that will fix whatever the hell is about to go wrong this time um and keeping this podcast lubricated so you want to do it you you got to fill in the beatbox Uh-oh. oh my god that is bad <laughs> told you Okay, back on the 551 podcast. Here we are, guys. Uh, I'm going to take us through some news. Uh, and um, first of all, did you see this? Uh, the Justice Democrats, the group, the spokesman, Walid Shahid, used a Sammy and Jock gif, the the obvious, the infamous, the only gif that counts, oh, um, in response to... Uh, the jelly. He was, the jelly. Yeah, yeah, the jelly, throwing the ball into his own net. Um, in response to Chris Hayes talking about how Warren is actually the best person to unite the Democrats against Bernie. Anyway... Ariel Castillo, formerly of MLSsoccer.com, you, you, yeah, okay, brought, brought this to my attention. I was like, do you guys realize that Sammy and Jock is just rant, this Minnesota gif from the NASL days is being used as a, like, dunk. I'm going to dunk on somebody. Wow. So, anyway, we've arrived, guys. Um, racist bullshit update, because, you know, you can't. we can't have a week uh, of updating us on this. Porto striker Musa Morega gets uh, abused by opposition fans and then tries to leave the game. His teammates try to stop him. The ref gives him a yellow. Then later, like, the pre- president and prime minister of Portugal condemned the racism, which is a, a crime. Now, other if you, countries if you have watched all the tweets fans. and, like, all the videos of this thing, there's literally people throwing seats at him. Yeah, wait, so wait, so he got a yellow mm-hmm. card for want, trying to leave yeah. the match? Even though, like, the, the directive, am I, correct me if I'm wrong, the directive from UEFA now or from FIFA is that stop the, game. The, game, the ref should stop the game, right? right? Like, so that the ref screwed up. His players then, like, they're screaming at him and, like, pushing him to get back on the field. Like, those guys, man. Well, here's the thing, because Portugal soccer laws like in their league say that if someone leaves the field without um like without like being subbed out like that can be grounds for forfeiting forfeiting a match oh interesting so like even though that that that's part of that like the fact that uh he scored a goal and he went out and just you know he he been receiving racist abuse since the before the game pregame yeah uh and people were throwing like chairs at him i was like at first i thought it was like someone threw like yeah, a, no, they're like full-on seats like yeah like full-on seats the they were like tearing the seats apart and just throwing at part. him Jesus, like he picked yeah. one up and put it on his head yes like this there's like pictures and videos of this and i'm Unreal. like and i'm trying to understand how like a like you say like uefa rules say that first the game has to be stopped second there a needs warning to be an announcement yeah, yeah, right yeah. it has to be an announcement and then the game will resume. If there's a if it's a second offense, same thing will happen. If it's a third offense, 
you you know everybody leaves right and so like i i just you know it's it's you can't have looks like a week where we can't have something like this yeah. not happen at all and then like you have like people you know fifa saying oh let's everybody kumbaya around this say no to racism banner and not really do anything about yeah. it the 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 uh the at least better version of this story is the one that happened in the lower divisions in germany i don't know if you saw this but munster was playing somebody and one of them it was i think it was just like one munster fan uh started uh, abusing racially abusing this guy and then other munster fans like got the cops and got the guy kicked out and then like both the sets of fans start cheering or chanting nazis out um and then you know applauding the player so at least at least there's like one group of uh set of fans who are who are ready to call their own comrades out or, or not, comrades, not be racist just, yeah but not be but like it's like no I, agree. I i should say this it's easy to not be racist but right. i mean just to actively go out and cuz like it's so weird to watch other teams fans do this but to never like there are people who are like so tribal that their team and their fans can never do any wrong, and it's like, oh man, no, you yeah. you called the player was uh, is it Leroy Coado? Uh, yeah, and I think what's interesting in the Portugal case is that the player that was receiving the racial taunts is actually was born and raised in 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 Portugal. So like, like his post after was just so classic, just telling everybody to f off and. Mm-hmm. And even the referees, and hopefully he doesn't see them on the field ever again. And if he does, you know, it's 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 a Royal Rumble kind of thing. Um, FC St. Pauli, uh, there were two games this week. Uh, the the only reason I bring this up, other than I love talking about FC St. Pauli, is they they played Holstein Kiel, who are second play, they're top top higher up in the table. They could have tied the game up with a last minute penalty, but um, uh, Hank Veerman, Mr. Henke, as I call him, he's the Dutch Chad Barrett. Um, he had his, he's basically like Angelo, but with some more goals in him. Uh, he had his PK saved and then he doesn't, you know, you take the PK and then you run after it, right? He doesn't move. And so in the follow-up to it though, one of the defenders back passes it to the keeper. And then there's an, in, then the, referee calls it, it's a back pass so then there's an indirect kick at the six yard line so there's <laughs> the whole team lined up and uh and then they miss it and then the game's game ends so they wow. missed a pk missed a six yard indirect <laughs> wow. kick. it was unreal i think it was only i think it was just three of us there watching and we're all just like what, what? the hell is going on like wow yeah and you can't get like highlights of this stuff did you uh um, and so did you already talk about uh, Saint Clair and his uh, Saint San Antonio uh, no, debut? No, no. Oh, oh yeah, we should mention that, that. that. He's good with his feet, guys. He's good. Dane Saint Clair yeah. gets sent down to San Antonio FC for uh, their their uh, a season long loan, and like within twenty four hours, he's thrown in in like the sixtieth minute in a, a a friendly against San Antonio. It was nil nil. Describe it. Well, I mean, I, I I've seen clips of it, but it looks like is he, is he trying? He's restarting the the. the no, it's it, it's uh, he has the ball. I think it's been back passed to him, okay. and he like tries to do like some footwork to get away from the guy, and then just like passes it to directly to another guy, and they just like tap it in. Yeah, uh. they just tap it. It was uh, it wasn't good. Sean but, Johnson moment, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Although it could be worse. I was watching last night the um Tigris match, 
And holy crap, did all the goalkeepers just get taken out. Did you haven't seen any of this no, footage? No. Oh my god. Wait, so well, we should talk about that one tweet that you mentioned. Is that the same one? I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know. I th- yeah. Like both goalkeepers, like there's one where I forget which one it was. Uh but um he like went to go like just you know had the ball, went to go like just do a clearance kind of kick or just holding it, whatever. And a guy just like in his face where he like literally had like his leg wrapped around the guy as he's trying to kick the ball out. Yes. And then there's another one where like and so he got yellow. And then like I think it was the other team came in and like the goalkeeper was like clearing out and the guy came in and just like kicked his foot while he was clearing it. And like well, he went studs up. Studs up against his foot. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. And, like, I didn't I, realize that was the same game. I yeah, said. it was the same game. So yeah, well, I mean the, the the first one that you're describing is the goalkeeper is going to throw the ball, but there's the striker is kind of being slow and in his way. So he grabs him, he puts the ball in his left arm, grabs the guy's neck with his right arm, and then kicks him in the back of the legs. I mean, it's it's literally like there's no way to pretend he accidentally did this it's, it's like just, he didn't see so the great. he didn't see the forward and he just had it just to yeah set up and yeah. just let it go and yeah just, uh, i mean maybe when he does when he clears the ball he does it with his eyes shut maybe yeah, that's, yeah. His, that's just his method yeah maybe he's actually just blind and yeah, we're, just, could be we're really happy. assholes um uh champions league this week uh any of these games sound interesting liverpool atletico madrid uh dortmund versus psg spurs leipzig atalanta valencia those are the first two are tuesday and then Spurs, Leipzig, Atlanta, Valencia, Wednesday. I just wanted to say that, like, I didn't know Pepe Reina was still. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> uh, and so, like, we were watching, like, uh, a bunch of my friends. We we have an Aston Villa fan in, our, in my in my group text. We have a, a Arsenal fan. I'm a I'm a Newcastle fan, and then we have a Spurs fan. Mm. So it just happened all the Lincoln side this day, and so we did it like a we did like a derby thing. But we're like, wait. Pepperina's still playing. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, and then yeah. He's back. And then he was he was saving everything. And he's, then that PK, right? Yeah. And then it rebound. And then did you see what he did with his shorts? No, tell me. He like totally pulled his short like he was gonna rip him off. And it reminded you of like when Ro- Ronaldo used to lift up his shorts oh, yeah, and make yeah. it in the biker shirt. I was like, I was like, it was just classic. I was oh, like, those wow. thighs. Those yes, thighs. Those thighs. Uh yeah, Pepperina back in uh uh EPL at Aston Villa. It would have been nice to see him last summer when they were here, but he was not there yet. Um, so anyway, those first two are Tuesday. Um, this weekend, just to, to preview, all, we're obviously opening the bar at 2 on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then uh, Saturday, 8.30, we've got bottom-dwelling Werder Bremen versus the human Rococo baby angel Erling Haaland, who's the fleshiest. His, he has so much pink flesh to him. It's unreal. And he scores goals, so... He reminds me a lot of the um oh god, who is the um the, there's that there, a while ago there's like this Argentinian guy who plays on the U23 team who looks like literally a Nazi war criminal like that's who his grandparents oh. are. It looks very similar. They kind of yeah. remind me of each other. Yeah, yeah. He's Norwegian though, yeah. so he so, might have been with the the so, sympathizers. Yeah. You know who knows? They're all pasty. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they, he plays for Dortmund. So it's Werder versus Dortmund. That's all I'm trying to say. 11:30 is Man City versus Leicester. The battle to be the team that uh, only gets hugely beaten by Liverpool. Um, Sunday, Man U and Watford is 8 a.m. Uh, Arsenal, uh, Everton is 10:30. There's a few like other Bundesliga games on, and, and Palace, Newcastle's Saturday, etc. CCL, right? Concacaf. Oh, Concacaf uh-huh. Champions League, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Starts uh, Tuesday night, tomorrow yep. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the uh, what what is the um Atlanta, LAFC, Atlanta and Leon right? Uh, LAFC and Leon, Atlanta versus oh, see, yeah. 
you could pull this up. But um, Atlanta or LAFC Leon is at 9 p.m. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm now blanking on the others. Oh, here, here we go. At the same time is uh, Motagua um, versus Atlanta. That's, yeah, they're both, I think they're both televised too. Um, no, uh, Atlanta's Fox Soccer Plus. Anyway, I'll, I'll make sure that uh, LAFC Leon is on at the bar. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. And then Montreal versus Saprissa on Wednesday at 7. Without, without, uh, oh no, we have to wake up. So Nacho's not here anymore, right? So that's, yeah. Um, Nacho Piatti. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of who Nacho was and thinking I was just being, yeah. He's, he's back with the Pope's team. But they got Thierry Henry, man. That's all you need. He's back with the Pope's team. He's going to make the Pope's yeah. team dream to make a championship. Hey. We can all dream. Um, what else do I have? Uh, oh, I've got Alexi this. Alexi Gomez update, right? He finally scored. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, scored on a PK. <laughs> did they just move the net up? So I have no idea. What they did. Wait, why would you ever let Lexi Gomez take, take a PK, PK of all things? Why did we let him take every free kick for a solid eight right, We should have just taken make all the PKs. He would have scored that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, the, the, that was the update of the, yeah, that's just crazy. Actually, Scott Demerinville um, said, did you know that there's going to be a Canadian Premier League team named Atletico Ottawa owned by Atletico Madrid? Uh, he says he doesn't need you actually answering it. Um, anyway, did you, uh, did you know this? I did not know that. that so really Ottawa Fury are dead. Yes. And so long live Atletico Ottawa, which is, you know. Are they going to play in the same, like, whatever, like, complex that was? That yeah, it's a great, that, I that, mean, that, they must, they because, because it's a great uh, Yeah, it has venue. a movie theater attached to it. Yeah. Oh, does it? Uh-huh. There we go. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a step up from Rio OKC, which is, you know, my favorite club of all time. Um, so there you go. Anyway, uh, he wants Let's, us to talk about the whole um, losing sanctioning for Fury and other things. I don't have anything insightful to say other than... No, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. All right, great. Insightful. So are they going to broadcast those games? Because that'd be interesting to watch. Uh, Atletico Ottawa, is that what it is? Yeah. Atletico Although, Ottawa. how do you say that? Do you have to like say Atletico, but then say Ottawa with like a Canadian accent? Like, is it a double accent kind of Atletico Ottawa? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. What would? Atletico. How would you say Atletico in a Canadian accent? Atletico. A? <laughs> Atletico. <laughs> Man City uh, were banned from European competition for two years, had to pay a $30 million fine because they overstated their sponsorship revenue and cooked the books. Uh, and apparently, this is like the independent then wrote about this, that apparently the EPL rules are, are really similar to the uh, FFP from UEFA. And so they're thinking, uh, independent was saying, like it's possible that if the EPL is looking at the same thing, they're going to say, well, yeah, you cooked the books, and then there could be a points deduction um, which is kind of fascinating. I'm also curious, like going forward, if assume they're they can they're still allowed to play in the EPL, which I guarantee they will be. Um, and like what the top is it three or four teams make champions? Yeah, league. They're currently in fourth. Well, so. four f- top four teams. So now it would be the the five, fifth team if would they're make one it, of yeah. the top four. And then is Europa League included in that as well? Yeah, so I guess UEFA. Yeah. yeah. So basically, then that one also gets pushed back too, depending yeah. on where they finish. It's all yeah. just going to be a jumbled mess of like a lot of asterisks in the uh, Sheffield global. United in in uh, um, Champions League next year is going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, the, the interesting thing is that let's say that if this stays on, right? Like if the ban goes through, like or like lawyers just you know make it super slow and then it has to go through, then. 
then what do the players do, right? What do the players do in that sense? Um, like yeah. do they stay? Do they stick? I mean, two years is two years. Is your I does mean, your coach leave? If your coach leaves, and what happens to that team? Like pretty much. Yeah, there's a, a lot of them are going to have to stay. I mean, they're still getting paid lots of money, and so, but there are going to be some who say like, "No, I need to be playing in Champions League." Um, it'll be wild, but then they can sell them all, and then they'll have lots of money to buy to overspend then and cook the books some more and like, yeah, and and like again. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so that's all I've got. Unless there's other uh, news. Um, you want to plug the new podcast? That's gonna. Oh drop? yeah, I mean the uh, the girls um, Giselle and G are um, are uh, they're cooking there on the idea of creating a podcast called Thirty One Questions, which currently you know the uh, the MNFS is 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 using. We were trying out some trial things with them over there, so we I'm still trying to figure out video or audio. Minnesota but, football show. Yep. Yep. Sorry, it took me. It took you a while. Yeah. 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 Acronyms are not my. So thing. so yeah so that's that's been the fun thing that they've been doing. It actually had some rants about some other stuff and. Um, <laughs> um, we're looking forward to. Uh, yeah no, Isa Isa Watch was taking notes at this at this friendly about and trying to. Trying to figure out what uh, Amarilla's hair resembled the most of. Mark McGrath, man. The dude looks like Mark McGrath. Well, 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 Issa was thinking more like he, he looks like, like you know, like... She's too young. You know when you peel it. when you peeled up back corn and yeah. the little golden oh, hair? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. what he's like. That's, that's what it good. looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, as, as Giselle put it, as G put it, it looks like Minecraft hair. Or Minecraft corn. That's what oh, she said. Yeah. I mean, it is a pompadour. It is, it is certainly... It the does guy not could, move. Yeah, he could be in a rockabilly band, That's basically. That. Probably is. Who knows? Yeah. Um, any Mark McGrath jokes or uh, Emeria jokes you want to make? I, I don't right now. I kind of, kind of sad I don't, though. Great. All right. You should have prepared I for know. this, Mark. If I had known there were um, Mark McGrath did, did, you, did you like my aha joke? What was it? Uh, you I know, mean, you remember the uh, the Pepsi, uh, Pepsi Girls commercial? That's the way. Aha, aha. Oh, I yeah. like it. There we go. I mean, aha, like... I mean, there, I don't like a hot, but I'm just saying. There's like, there's a, a, a like a whole plethora of of like good things. So the problem is, there are players who have great names, and you're like, oh, I, we could do something with this, and then they're not good. Yeah. So we'll talk about whether or not we think a hot's going to be good, but like, never, r- very rarely does a player really live up to the potential of like, I can sing like 30 songs to this guy's name. Um. Uh. Yeah, uh, so anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Minnesota United FC. Here we are. It's 55-1 Podcast, Minnesota United time. We actually watched a game, ladies and gentlemen. Well, anyone in Minnesota watched the game, at least. Uh, or in New England, or in New England, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or in Portland, right? I don't know if they know uh, because they didn't broadcast it there. They didn't. No. I mean, the the Portland team, the Portland game was broadcast on the Portland website, oh. but Portland Timbers didn't broadcast that. Game. It appeared there were plenty of tickets available if you actually wanted to watch the match in person. Yeah, well, it's great. Like, um, I thought there would be more people there for the like toward the end of the game because it's just like a double header, and to me, like, you know. I don't really want to go see the Revolution play, but I'd go like watch a half of two teams or something. But not that many people took them up on that I offer. Mean, then again, like the double header for the um, when US played in Gold Cup, I w- had the best of intentions of going to see the earlier game, and then I just drank at Blackheart 
Yeah. Well, so. that's what we do. <laughs> it's cheaper. Um, all right. So Minnesota United FC, where is Mark uh, Watson right now? Where in the world is Mark Watson? He's in Buenos Aires, by the way. Okay. Uh, what? So what's what is the update with? We're just a we're just the gumshoes, right? Is it yeah. Emiliano Reynoso? Am uh, I remember? Yes, it okay. is. Um, his nickname is Totin. Is that are we? No, it's Bebelo. 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 Bebelo Reynoso. Oh, Totin was Maria. Yes, yeah. thank you. Okay, but that's his like nickname. Well, I don't know. I, like I, I saw know. someone mention it on Twitter. Totin. That's Maria. what he has. Like, his his uh, Instagram mm-hmm. handle is that. There oh. you go. Okay, so we'll need to we'll need to figure that you, out. And you think that this might be like? Argentine I'm not sure, okay. and I'm not verifying, but there's many, many, many. Because there has to be a Totino's. <laughs> we do. We need to like when he scores, we throw uh, pizza rolls on the field or something like that. I, I don't know, or or Tifo that just has his head or on a pizza. When roll. he scores, instead of saying his last name, we just say pizza rolls. <laughs> he will really understand that. Um, <laughs> So back to Reynoso, it, uh, everyone's saying it's it's looking close to done. Is it? And the the one figure I saw was five point five million. That must be just for the seventy percent. Yeah, they didn't Boca say what owns. percentage it was for. Um, it's weird though, like because there was like the report out of ESPN that said that like was updated when they came out. I think on like Sunday night or it's like sa- five Saturday. years. Yeah, Jeff, like, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah, that said like you know five. 0.5 million and it didn't say like what percentage i'm assuming that's probably for 70 percent, just because that's how his old team still owns 30 percent of his rights so i mean instead of trying to deal with you know working with yeah negotiating two, two teams, teams yeah, yeah. at least you just got that one covered but still like i was just seeing some comments back and forth on uh twitter between like boca fans in argentina yeah and they're just baffled by the whole thing they're like how are all of the minnesota reporters so sure this is happening and like Literally in Buenos Aires, no one knows a thing about this whatsoever, and there's absolutely yeah. no talk about it whatsoever. And then, I mean, they chalked up to like, well, it's just new management at Boca. They're dealing, they're doing things much less publicly than they used to. So, but yeah, I mean, if we could get them, I that'd mean, be a game changer for you us. Think about it, right? At the beginning, when this was like some sort of possibility, everybody was saying ten mil, right? And the possibility now is that we get someone for five point five, and like, yeah. and let's not forget that we, that we that that we got Chacon for like close to four, all right? Was that the figure? No, I think it, was, it was less than two. Less than two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grey Goose was two. We've something. never spent more. Grey Goose was the most. It was a little over two. Two, two, two million or something. All right. I, don't know yeah, I, I always forget these things because I don't really. Because there was but, like there, <laughs> already, there was some report that was out that Chacon was like four mil. But then I just saw. I remember Jeff Ruder came in. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely not the largest transfer that they've ever paid. Yeah, yeah. This would um, be. And this would definitely be. This would be. Yeah, and you know, they did look at seven and eight million for Nicholas Benedetti, uh, which I think again would have been eighty uh, percent of his rights. And so, um, yeah, this would be this would be big. But when they were talking like eight million for seventy percent of his rights, uh, I was just like, so we're gonna pay more than what. Uh, um, El Miron cost for not 100%. You, in order to make money off it, you have to sell them again. For, it, it didn't make sense. 5.5 is way more manageable because at eight, he has to be maybe not El Miron, but he has to be a big, uh, a big player. Yeah, because um, I mean, 5.5, that puts his total value at about, about 8 million then once yeah. you factor in the extra 30%. Yeah. And I mean, that seems fair. Right. Yeah, I mean, and if you're going to try to... He still needs to be. There's a lot of pressure on that. Um, he still needs to be... Uh, he needs to be a 
top player in the in the league. Uh, yeah. He needs to produce uh, a good numbers. But and then if you're going to make money off of selling them, you also have to have a coach that can develop them. So that's a whole another topic right there. If we have that coach to do that, but that's neither here nor there for this conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's another. I mean, again, I, I I'm sticking by my rule of uh, wiping the slate clean and uh i'm ready for heath to blow everyone away all i know is that if it happens we have four mate emojis to think about yeah wait four different ones we need to make or something no, well no i mean we have chacon yeah yeah Aha, yeah amarilla and then reynoso would be the fourth one where's Aha again from again it's uruguay oh he is okay so that's why the jokes were around that he was. He well, I think was hired it was Paraguay. So oh, right, right. Yeah, no. He's from he's, uh, Ahas Paraguay because my whole. No, no, uh, no. Uh, Maria is Paraguay. No, I'm pretty sure Ahas because my whole oh, joke we're gonna settle about speed. him was that like ding, ding, ding. the reason they signed him was just to like hang out with Chacon and make him like feel less homesick. I well, they, really I think great. they said that in like the the article. I think they uh, did. I think Are you serious? I did that not read that article. Aha is Uruguayan. Oh, um, yeah. boom. Uruguay, not Paraguay. Right. Ur- and yeah. Amarillo is from Paraguay. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I, I do like that Aha uh-huh is like driving Miss Daisy. It's a, <laughs> it's a sequel. Um, uh, I, Aha, I, Chacon. So um, where do we want to go? We're done with Reynoso. Um, we, let's, let's talk about Minnesota versus New England Revolution's first preseason game that we've been able to see. Um I put it out on Twitter that I wanted the most uh, because obviously we have one data point now, and so obviously we can draw extreme conclusions about what's going on. That's right. Because we're you know, we're, we're basing the whole season on pre- this. Yeah. Preseason is definitive. So I asked for the most uh, overreacting hyperbolic post game predictions or, or reactions. Let, let's start here. I want to do a roundtable, so I don't have to read all these. I'll start with Dan. You you then we'll just go. Mark you next. Um, Dan Mank says, Minnesota wins it all. U.S. Open Cup, MLS Cup, Amaria Golden Boot. Lud gets the most assists. Reynoso comes in during the summer transfer and immediately gets frozen out by Heath. Is that your favorite one? It's, no, it's, uh, I, like the, I like the twist at the end. <laughs> Alex Schieferdecker says, the second goal isn't scored if Miller remains on his line. He's going to drive us a bit nuts with uh, with mistakes like this, like like that this year. But here's all right. In Miller's defense, um, Kevin Molino gave a heck of a assist to uh, like. There's no reason why he should be back on his line when Molino has the ball in midfield and have to worry about a guy taking a shot off of Molino's next pass. Well, so that we'll, was that was the second we'll goal. Talk, the first goal. Yeah, second, no, no, the, the second goal. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, he's talking about. Um, first goal, I'm yeah. with Sheaf on this. It's not Miller's fault. But Miller was back on his line. He saw it and he came running out. He just didn't do a good job. And it was also like a slow enough pace that um, he didn't have to move. I don't think. I don't. I think I'd give uh, Miller twenty percent blame on this. Yeah, I just. I think it's just more reps. Room. More reps on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, again, hyper Alex. That was not hyperbolic enough. No, he, he's not. Never. Robert the Red, Minnesota United. Are going to tie every game, but they'll also score every game, so it will be fun. Let's ask Arsenal fans if it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'll be in tenth place. Adam Smith, uh, we will pay for an over reliance on Opara and Alonso as a def- defensive spine. Okay. Dan Wade, twenty five goals undersells Amaria's potential. Lude, <laughs> <laughs> Lude is. Quietly, the team's best player, but everyone hates him anyways. Kevin Molino is an all-star. Did you? Did I you? will just say, 
if Lude scores five, uh, six goals and has eight to ten assists, I will be a big fan of him. Yeah, I think that's fair. But he's the highest paid player on the team. We literally should be like everyone's acting like, oh, don't be mean to the new guy. He's the highest paid player on the team. He's there to create shit and to be the at this point star right until like another star like our star right now is Ico Para right like right. at this point unless I mean obviously if we sign Reynosa he's probably gonna make more but at this point he's our Demidov yeah yeah well I mean oh. he, don't be mean don't be that is a yeah there's a reason like yeah Demidov yeah yeah Wes told me not to be mean at the beginning of this thing you should tell him not to be mean I did I did you just but did. because 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 you well, have to give him credit right he's yeah. the one that drew the PK. Oh well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, my turn, my turn, my turn. My yeah, turn, sorry. My turn. Uh, who do I got? Oh, Ryan uh, Borgeson. Bo- yeah. Everything Amarilla touches turns to goals. Reynoso is perfect replacement for Darwin while strengthening cohesion of attack. Hot boy Kevin turns up mid defense as solid as last year. Regular euphoria, beer showers, and booming atmosphere in Allianz Field, which becomes a fortress. Corey Shreppel. Load is fine. <laughs> uh, Freaking Corey. Eric Silverbrenneman. Reynosa ends up looking like Rocky, and we get Rocky 4. Reynosa, <laughs> the Schoenfeld? All right. Sho- yeah, he All thinks right, that Ro- Schoenfeld looks like Drago. I got it. Okay, fine. He's way taller than Drago. Um, but, wait, who's his girlfriend? Who's his girlfriend? Uh, Schoenfeld. Schoenfeld. Oh, it's, uh, it's yeah, Abby. It's what- Doll Kemper. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, do we get her? Like, I could. I mean, she could. We gotta. We gotta have a team. I know. I'm just saying, like, she could probably just fill in as like, you know, as Ozzy can't play for like two or three matches. He, she she could totally come in and play defense mid. That'd be awesome. I'm I'm in. I'm I'm in. Shrews fan USA. Do you want to do this? I got it. Heath gets the keys to St. Paul and recreates the Titanic with Boxy on an open top bus (laughs) parade after we win the cup. I didn't read all these, so now I'm like surprising myself with some of these. That's good. Uh, I want that to be true. Uh, Toby Seisler, quality of attacking players looks much improved, but I do wish our DP was in the starting lineup. Ooh. Come on, Toby. Be, be more uh, hyperbolic here. Connor Eddings. Luis Amarilla will be the MLS Newcomer of the Year. Yes, over Chicharito. That is a bold, bold, Eric bold. S., uh, different silver, not silver Brenman. We're going to score a bunch of goals and give up a bunch of goals. You got it there, Eric. <laughs> uh, David Sterling says, Amaria certainly has the confidence to hit 25 to 30 goals and our center back depth looks great. Sean, is it Carnahan? Sure. Carnahan, sure. Chase Gasper, oh, Gaspar, makes first team all MLS. Chacon average one goal game played. Loons are Western Conference champs and Heath is coach of the year. Chacon's going to get 30 goals. This <laughs> That's right. Good. Wait, wait, what if he only plays five games? Oh my God. If Adrian Heath won coach of the year, he would show up in my basement and just like pull down his pants. Oh, I can't believe. Uh, I hope he does. Do it, Heath. I want to see your junk. Um, let's see. Well, I don't even know where I am. Sorry. Oh, Henry Short. Henry Short. Henry Short. Henry Short. Henry Short. I actually don't know. I've read this a couple times and I don't know. If he's being serious or, or hyperbolic or whatever. After a single good season preseason showing, I can definitively say that anyone who has ever criticized Robin Lud is clearly maintaining that opinion in bad faith. Well, we'll talk about my opinion about Robin Lud, but 
Uh, Jeremy Rushing, loons are going to wreck shop in July and August against teams with inferior depth. They'll go into decision day with a chance at the supporter's shield. I didn't know if wreck shop was good, but by the context, I, think it is, I assume yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. Kids in their slang these yeah. days. Brian uh, Lidsinger. Okay. The attack looked more polished the first half. We actually attacked down the middle with quick passes and movement. Didn't see much of that last year. Josh E., I'll take the over on Amaria scoring 25 goals with Reynosa serving up 10 assists just to him. Why do people forget about Chacon? I mean, oh, I, well, there's a few at the end. Row. Amaria to Barcelona for show. I love how that rhymed. Uh, new left shark. Same as the old left shark. Lude and Chacon are flops. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop reading this now. Amaria is a 1990s boy band. Ramirez frosted tips and aha is going to be good. Anytime he scores, the supporters will sing take on me. That's obvious. Yep, that's good. Uh, I'll read the next one as well. Colin Solberg says Chacon will never be more than an average starter. <laughs> um, to which I replied, uh, Rodrigo is going to print out this tweet and it will show up under your pillow after Chacon scores his uh, third Chacanazo in Jalu- uh, July. Uh, to which then... Oh, to which then I printed out a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I actually... I, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was thinking like uh, it would be great to... Maybe I'll find a place at the at the bar to like print out the most fucking crazy things that people have said for real. Because I think Colin actually believes this. I don't think Colin jokes that much, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he has no sense of humor. Because um, uh, I think Chacon is going to be his... He's trying to figure out who his next Ibsen is because mm-hmm. he hates Ibsen. And he hates anyone who loves Ibsen. Uh, and so I want to find like real predictions that then I, maybe they'll come true. Or maybe we can just fucking roast We should people. just open open calls. Just say, like, open call. Speaking of Ibsen, just, does anyone follow Ibsen on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Does that man look beautiful in a Speedo? Oh, yeah. Like, it is amazing. Like There's I, a reason I worship at the man's I mean, altar. I, just, I was just like perusing Instagram. I was like... Wow, you look amazing. And I saw a picture of his wife next to him. I was like, you two are meant for each other. You yeah. guys are just amazing looking people. Yeah. Like, I do not ever want to be near you because you're about my age and, and I look like this. Yeah. <laughs> you're perfect for podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I, have a, I have a face for podcasting. <laughs> just slide into those DMs is the question. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. Last one. Uh, Nate Eklund says, uh, story of the summer will be, when will Chacon get more time? And the answer will be, we're being patient with him. And we'll all lose our goddamn minds about it. That's, that's actually right. that's actually a pretty good prediction. Um, I will say, so what I get from reading through these is that people want to talk about Amaria. Uh, Chacon is a big worry. Um, people are, it, it seems like 50-50 on the d- defense. And uh, and Alex Schieferdecker only wants to talk about goalkeepers. Although he like literally won't respond to when we want to record podcasts. So Alex, if you're listening... Like just use the fucking Slack channel, man. Anyway, um, a big shout out to I would say to our uh, Patreon Slack uh, people who um, it's been very fun talking shit uh, with. Um, and so uh, you can you can go support us on uh, patreoncom slash spelling out fifty five one. And so uh, anyway. Um, I, I want to talk about the game, if, unless you have any other observations of people's... I know they were doing being hyperbolic, but I thought it was a good way to like gauge 26 or whatever, however many we read. It was pretty... 
As far I as think there's some you could you could tell at least the ones people were being hyperbolic, and there's some who were like, "Are they actually being serious about this?" Because that's actually like a like an assessment. That yeah, all these. I wanted people, people yeah. to take their um take their initial. I didn't give this prompt, but I wanted to take their initial feelings and then just take them, ramp them up to eleven. All right. So what are all of your guys? Yeah, like, give your. I want to hear. Yeah, let's hear the hyperbolic reactions to it. Rodrigo, do you want to go first? Um, yes. Um, Chacon will get. Um, God, you are you are predictable. He this has six hundred minutes. He'll get six hundred minutes. He'll get six hundred minutes. That's it. That's it. Okay. And then Amarilla will score twenty three goals, and Lude will be out of the rotation by summer window. Okay, I will. I will say. Uh, I'll go to these to the 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 more saner version, but I will say Chase Ga- the people who are not here at the end of the year playing or not playing starting at the end of the year are Chase Gasper, Robin Lude, uh, Ethan Finley, um, uh, Hassani Dotson, and well, how is never going to? So that that's it. So that will tell you who I who my stocks went up on. Do you, would you want to go? Oh, mine. Mine wasn't crazy enough, I guess. Chacon will continue to not cut the lettuce until the whole entire season. His hair is just going to grow. Oh, and he's finally going to get his chance to come in in like late in like the last match of the season in October. It's going to be decision day. And he's going to be taken down in the box by his hair, and that's going to be the winning PK <laughs> that puts us into the playoffs. That's what I was looking for. All right, let's say let's do the um uh, uh sane version. We'll do our kind of like. I want some evaluations here, but let's talk through the game. Minnesota opens up scoring when Molino, who's, uh, they said kind of it was like they lined up with, uh, um, it was supposedly Molino on the left, Lud in the middle, uh, Ethan Finley on the right behind Emeria. We didn't have Ike or Ozzy playing. Um, we had, so we had Aha and um, Boxall. The rest of the lineup was, was pretty normal. So uh, Molino's out on the left, and he uh, does a right foot kind of uh, in-swinging cross. Um, the New England Revolution defender, well, some one of them heads it. The other one, like, doesn't do anything with it. And then Amaria is just there, and he yeah. puts the ball in the net. All, all I, all I got to say is, first, there's no pressure on Molino. He had yeah. all the time in the world to be able to figure out what he was going to do with that ball. He crosses it. The first person was too short to head the ball. Yeah. Right and goes right over their head. Second person just whiffs the ball in air, totally misses it, and I don't even know how Amarillo saw the ball because the second defender was blocking his view the whole time. He just happened to stick his foot out there and it bounced off his shin, I guess, and it went into the goal. He yeah. hit it with his with the laces. But we've seen how many times have we seen that same opportunity happen to us, and then our forward either skies it. <laughs> well, it's not the move. Up. It's not the move that Angelo would make, right? So it's right. different, different style. So great. That's that's good. I will say I, I'll I'll preview my ratings here. New England Revolution were fucking garbage. They were so bad. I couldn't believe. Like, but both teams defensively, in particular, were garbage because it's preseason, right? And like, it was very obvious this was preseason. I was actually just happy because I mean, Amri, he had. A poacher's goal, like yeah. you put yourself in a position where if people a mess up, the, the ball can come to you, yeah. and you can 
put it in the goal. It doesn't have yep. to be pretty. It doesn't have to be like athletic. It can just go in the net. And that's something that we've been lacking ever since we got rid of Ramirez. Yeah. Because that's kind of all he did too. He just was good at getting in position and getting like not pretty goals in. And it's nice to have someone back in that position. He scored again. some pretty goals, my mother. He did. But um, I'm just saying, a lot of them weren't. And then Boxall gets put under pressure and he and he then puts it to Gasper, who then puts it back to to him, they both lose the ball. I'll give them both credit for that. Um, then the ball sent over Aha, and Metonier's 20 yards away. Um, so Aha is forced to deal with two attackers, and then there, uh, Adam Buxa scores. This, I'll, I'll, I'll say, Boxall, that was garbage. Gasper, it was garbage. Metonier did not help. Aha, I put no real blame on it because like he... he there's nothing he really could do with these. I mean, two when guys. you when there's two against one, you yeah. either, you either contain or you or you, or you press. Well, he went with the one who then put it back to Buxa. Yeah, dropped it right back like, to yeah, the guy yeah. was like wide open um, at the top of the box. So, it, I mean, it was like the goals that we scored, garbage defending. Like this was not a real game. I think any any. Well, again, we should say like literally any conclusion you make from this game is stupid, but we're gonna make some. So that's what we're about. Next one. Here. Chase sends a long ball forward. Uh, Lude runs at it and then just like gets knocked over. It's just like, I mean, it's. I actually thought he was pretty clever with his positioning. Like he got a step on like, I see that look. <laughs> Don't give me that look, Wes. <laughs> no, I, I thought it like he like saw the ball come over and he was smart enough to get on the inside of the guy towards the goal, which is, I mean, whether he had a play on the ball or not, he was smart enough to get in a position where it didn't matter and he could earn a PK, which is super smart. Like you're, that's what you should do. I mean, I guess I, I maybe would take the quibble. I quibble with super smart. I mean, well, maybe not. It super was good, smart, but it was. He got a penalty. Congratulations to Robin Lude. But like, he the ball was put forward. He ran forward. And got his body. He tried to get the ball so that the defender was not between him and the goal. That's like pretty basic stuff. He got the penalty, though. Good for him. And then Amaria killed that penalty. That's like the only the only good conclusion I have of this is Amaria killed the penalty. And also, that was good. He, oh, here's my hot take that uh, Rodrigo's going to hate. Uh, Amaria mm-hmm. is going to... Um, really surpass expectations while Chacon might not. Just because if you remember, they both took uh, PKs. And remember Chacon's first PK? When no. he lined up against, uh, it was Pachuca. Oh, and he completely missed his PK. Like He uh, insisted. Like Finley earned like a PK and he wanted to take it. And Chacon's like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. Let me take it. Let me take it. And he lined up and just put it wide oh, in man. front of the support. I section. never watched that game because yeah. I don't go to and, 17 friendlies But Amaria steps up and just yeah. buries that fucker. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm just gonna say, well, he maybe does not like it. Four. I'm looking at Rodrigo's face. No, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out. Like, first of all, we're saying that preseason doesn't matter, and then we're saying friendlies matter. Oh yeah, oh. all of it matters <laughs> so much. It all matters. So, so then, in that case, it, then then you this know, this is then, a bullshit the, podcast. We say bullshit <laughs> things, man. No, I'm just saying that yeah. overall. I the good thing is, I wish that Amaria would have been taking more PKs than than Darwin did. I mean, I think yeah. he, he he put them in there with force, but. Lude drew, I mean, in our household, when we saw this play develop, like, Isa got up and started yelling at the TV, that is not a foul. That is not a foul. And then we're like, 
Are they gonna use VAR? Because <laughs> for the PK, yeah, she said that wasn't a PK. She was. That's 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 Shit's the rough in her wow. league. Wow, that's that's. He's like, I was that, and I was Wait, like, I was like, there's Liga, content. Is she playing in League MX now? Yeah. <laughs> she might be. She might be. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then the last goal, Finley makes a bad pass to Boxall. Then Molino makes a terrible pass to where Bo- pass to where Boxall would have been if he hadn't just collected a shitty pass and then stood around literally as he got rid of the ball. And then the revs are through. Uh, Tyler Miller comes out, doesn't deal with the ball. Um, so I'm going to put this on. Finley starts it with a stupid pass. Boxall saves the day, and then he passes off to Molino, and then like literally just stares at Molino and points to where Molino should pass. Molino, the worst of this all, just passes to where, bo- where a central defender should be if they're back in their spot. But they weren't. And they weren't. Instead, (laughs) there's two New England Revolution players. (laughs) And uh, and then Miller, like, yeah, Miller just, like, he has to run too far. It's like he's not really under threat at this point. Aha probably could have gotten back and covered that. But, um, I mean... Look, it was just it was preseason Keystone Cops. Right, right. Like, like, the first thing thought in my head was, ah, Ibsen... Yeah, yeah. we've seen it so many times where that pass back goes yeah, nowhere yeah, 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 and yeah. then it just yeah that was Ib- Ib- Ibsen-esque Ibsonian if you will uh, it, yeah I mean to me it looked like oh these guys look tired and then like five minutes later three minutes later the entire team except for Miller gets subbed out uh, the Emmings family was at uh, Blackheart did you see a picture of this? No, yeah. no, I did not. The Emmys family was awesome. there. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they were there. And um, good, well, did you get well, to talk to Jody? Jody's I, the best. I didn't go say hi to or anything. I I don't know. Sometimes I Jody's f- the best. Sometimes I feel gregarious. Sometimes I don't. I like. I was joking though with, with some people. Like it's actually actually it's not because it was a, a woman with a Fred Emmings goalkeeper jersey, and I was like, actually, it's not. It's just his piano teacher, or like if, <laughs> or it's like it's like just a neighborhood uh, woman who just really loves Fred. I mean, it, or it's like the mom of another kid in his school. But you, but you verified it. Was Fred, it. No, yeah. it was. It was they, Fred, they tweeted it was the bar. Fred's daycare lady. <laughs> Wait, they have a Twitter? <laughs> She's so proud. Uh, yeah, I think uh, her, uh, her dad does, or his oh. dad does. Yeah. We so anyway, follow that. So now. they were there. It was great. Um, so now, actually, uh, Jody is her name. Jody's a mom. Yeah. She's got a gig. Uh, she's Susan Miller has not been showing up for her piano playing gig. So, Jody's, Susan, Jody's going to be uh, playing. Playing. By the way, in our household, in the there's lounge. like the Eric Miller like morning morning moment still continues. Yeah, I mean, I, I every day of my life is a. But now Eric gets to play next to uh, Walker's room. Wait, is Na- and is Nashville coming to Allianz? I don't. This year, oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, no, we we go. Oh, no, no, they're they, coming. They're coming because they're in West. They're they're in the We're, West, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So at least your kids can get to see Eric Miller. Oh, believe me, we have that day marked, and um, yep. I, I've been. I'm I'm pretty sure. I've been I've been I've been conversating and, with, and will all be with a member in the, in the Miller family about um uh, about she gets creating some sort of It's just so weird that there's a um, team from Nashville in the West. Just yeah, it confuses me. It's not the weirdest thing about MLS. Weird that there's a team from Nashville who's actually vouching for um. What is it? Affordable housing, right? <laughs> with their, with yeah, their stadium in, on plan. the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, that was the summary of the game. Um, there was more because Amaria had a really great through on goal that he kind of he put wide, right? Or no, it got saved. Mm-hmm. Low. Um, Dotson had a really good chance uh, when he got through. Um, uh, we also had uh, um, Revs had at least. I'm blanking now because you can't rewatch it. Um, Reds had, had no. You like, can. You can? Yeah, I just went to this like because uh, we had we had a very fun play date at uh, 
bad weather yesterday where okay. it was uh, two kids from uh, my daughter's uh, daycare yeah. with their parents and who also each have a baby. So it was like three toddlers, three babies, six parents hanging out in the back of bad weather drinking while the kids just played. That sounds and awesome. It was at, like so like I had the iPad on at four thirty. I was like, well, I didn't watch hardly any of this. And so and then, like when I got home and like the kid went to I was just like holding like the baby. I was like, Oh, I wonder if it works. And like, yeah, it totally still worked. And you yeah. just watch the whole thing again. There we go. Uh I did not realize this. Um uh I was told or someone told me that you couldn't rewatch it. So I just took their word and they lied. Um and, and, uh, Rev's had a couple like Almost goals, right? Pretty yeah, I mean, I think you could totally tell that second part of the second half was where, like, we were tired and yeah. like they were just dribbling inside the box, going in, going towards the box, and then trying to trying to see if they can get a couple of balls. I mean, we had that boxel header save that was totally. Oh awful. yeah, the boxel save. Oh off right, the line. right, that was beautiful. Yes. Um. So, I want to go through some ratings of things we learned, or at least some like, I don't know, if we'll call it stock up, stock down. The I have two categories of my ratings, and then I gave letter grades as well. But um, uh, good and okay means like maybe they were bad, but like I'm not Wait, ready. Did, I'm did not I really. Hear you say good and lud. Yeah, those are your ratings. Exactly, good and lud. <laughs> uh, so let me just go with the good. I only have two. I have Molino, who I thought uh, there were times last year where we were like, remember how good Molino is. He looked really good. He looked like the only person who could make an incisive pass. He obviously had that um, uh, assist, the first assist, which w- wasn't like crazy great, but he put the ball in. Uh, he and played it, the it ball wrong. Guy. He yeah. switched the field. There's, yeah. There's... Um, but I thought like he was the only one making good passes into the final third. That I mean, also had a great assist in New England too. Yeah, he did. So I still gave him a B plus, uh, even though he like had that bad pass. I think like he still. People make mistakes. So, uh, so without that, without that bad pass, with that Ibsonian pass, I just didn't get him. Like, I didn't think that bad pass told me anything. I didn't think that bad pass was like indicative of like, oh, Molino's going to do this. Like, we've never really seen him do that. He was tired. Yeah, no, and I actually thought like his, uh, his like. Like basically, like small touch game in in like the eighteen yard box, where just like going back and forth with guys, like kind of ping ponging off each other, was really good. And actually, Lude kind of helped with that a lot too. Like when Lude. Came into the center, he, him and Molina looked like they worked well together. Yeah. So the other one I have uh, good is Amaria. I thought he got a bit lucky from the bad defending at the first goal. He had a great PK. In general, he looked like he worked well in the attack. I don't. I'm not ready to go like he's going to be great. But I went from well, I think I was trying to describe like I went from pretty skeptical. Like I think my pre preseason prediction was. He's not going to be uh, starting, uh, and he's we're by halfway through the season. We're never going to see him again. Um, I think that I'm now like very cautious and optimistic. So very cautiously optimistic that he could maybe be a full season starter and maybe maybe be okay. But I'm not fully ready that, to be there. Yeah, no, I agree with Who? that. Like I was thinking, like I think it was Bruce McGuire put out like on Twitter. He said that like. You know he's coming from uh you know the Ecuadorian league. Mm-hmm. It's not a great league. Yeah, and he's only had one good season. He's yeah. been in the last five years. He's been on four different teams. Like, yeah. take this with a great the last season with a grain of salt and see how he does. But yeah. like, taking that mantra and like yeah. seeing how he did. Like, I'm feeling a little now seeing how he did. Yeah, with this. scoring two goals when one of them is a PK and the other one is like, well, the defender like totally whiffed on it and he happened to be there. I so I took most of my 
encouragement from the rest of the game where he he did seem he was not like he, he wasn't out of the game. He, he wasn't he was like there. Angela where like he was central to where he needed to be. He moved around the field specifically from my remember on the left. So sometimes he would come back. Yeah, I thought to he be able to receive the ball. the ball, and he actually played a couple of through balls to, to people making runs, yeah. like Ethan Finley. Yeah, and that, and, that, and that oh, was right, right, yeah. and, that, and that was that was that was good to see. Yeah, like it, it's good to see him trying to make plays and trying to get uh, organized. But I was mostly just uh, for me it was I was mostly impressed with like at least the first 15, 20 minutes of the game where we were we were attacking at will. And uh, and our quick decision plays to move the ball forward were working. So a lot of the the, the small passing in triangular or the small passing to, that moves it forward that we're doing, like uh, Mark was talking about the the passing in the eighteen where it led to the yeah. shot that um, that Hassani Dotson should have scored. Yeah, where it was just like a back heel that, yeah. that it, it was, was just good. wide it was open. Pretty, it, it was, it was my, good to see. my one real hesitation is that New England were so bad and so passive. And it, because it was preseason, and I think they're bad, um, that I I'm like, did they just look good? Because they and they possessed they they looked at a few points like they were just trying to make sure everyone touched the ball. Um, I think like, Serena would disagree, but like they just they looked garbage to me. And so I was like, do we just look good because they're terrible right now? And like this is not actually like if this do I really think we'll be able to possess the ball like that in regular season i don't know but who uh, who else who's in your good categories because i want to start positive here uh i mean i think lude actually looked wrong <laughs> and here's all right yeah, tell me about lude tell lude me what you saw because good? yeah because no, there was like, one point where i actually i thought chase gasper was lude because they just you know yeah, they're they're both yeah. pasty. Um, uh, and and Chase Gasper let the ball go out. It was like literally the only team Robin Lude do. And then I realized like, oh, seventy seven Gasper. Never mind. I apologize, Lude. So tell me what you see. No, I want to like, I want to know what I'm missing again, here. Most of the stuff that I saw from him that was positive was when he was in the middle, which leads me to believe like, why are they still playing mm-hmm. him on the left? Which and that's that is actually my main concern of the whole match is that. And it comes down to philosophy, which is probably where I disagree with Adrian Heath a lot, is that there's two kind of philosophies as far as preseason goes. You can either play your starting 11 together so they can get all the time together, all the reps together so they can know each other, or you can experiment and try different guys in different places to see who maybe can fit in better. And Adrian Heath definitely goes with the first, where it's like you play your starting 11, which annoys me because... For how bad Lude was on the left all last season, and for the fact that like internationally and with all his clubs prior to coming to Minnesota, he never played on the left. Why aren't you taking preseason the opportunity to experiment with him and put him out on the right and just see how he does? And if it, I mean, you just play in the middle at times for right. Right, or in the past, but but like I, just, that's what kind of bothers me about the whole like setting the roster in stone, if you will, is that like you're like. These are my guys going forward who, who are probably going to start the season. I want them to get as many reps in as possible together, but it removes the, the chance of like any sort of experimentation to find out, well, maybe putting a you know square peg into a round hole isn't the best thing, and we can try some guy try him over here and see if he does better than the right. But I, think, I don't well, think we're going to get the chances to ever see Lude on the right because he's going to keep playing on the left. Uh, if he does well on the left, he'll stay on the left. If he doesn't do well on the left... 
He'll get to, he'll get removed from the lineup, and we'll actually never actually know how he could play on the right because yeah. Adrian Heath will never play him on the right. As I thought in this game at least that both Kevin and Lude had the freedom to roam. They did switch a lot, which so is they switched, which is nice. That's what I was saying. This was just which is which is usually like the last time Heath gave anyone that kind of freedom. We know where that ended up. You know that was when that was when Miguel was giving their freedom, and eventually two weeks after that, he was no, no longer on the roster. It was a good two weeks, though. Yeah, it was a good two weeks, but it was but it was one of those things that like and to to be able to give them both the. The, per- the permission or just give him the open the open blanket to go ahead and be able to switch and play around and go in the middle, go outside, creates, you know, creates uh, some sort of mismatch. And I think at the beginning of, of, of the game, the first half, they were doing, there, there was some of that. And I think also what we didn't really use as much was Ethan Spinley's speed in the second half. I don't, and maybe he was just tired. I, I don't, don't know. I don't there were, know there were a lot of balls that we there were playing. There was that one where he chased the ball and he was like distinctly slower and uh, he's a guy whose game was speed, you know. And you know the ACL, it's not there. Maybe in the same way. So maybe Ethan Finley's game needs to adapt a bit. Um. Uh, I want to. Uh, oh yeah, we'll just go to a bit of some of the OKs at least I have, and you can tell me if you're different. I want to talk about Lud uh, more, but Ethan Finley was not really part of the game. No. I can only think of a couple moments. Ethan Finley looked like Ethan Finley did at the end of last season, which yeah. wasn't good. No. Um, Robin Lud to me, my, my problem is, um, again, he's the top paid player. Um, I never saw him do that much that was insightful. I do, I do like that he does seem, there was like some chemistry of like, how they were playing off each other, the various players, the Amaria, Lud, Molino, that's positive. But Lud in particular didn't, I didn't think he added anything. I thought that he fit into that, but he didn't add anything. And again, like this year, uh, he had his six months, which again, I'm always going to give a person, they're not going to be great coming into the league, but this year he needs to show that he is the best, or if Reynoso comes, the second best player on the team. Yeah, and that's, I think it's that's tell- just your. I, and I think role. it's telling with Lude that, um, I mean, it's, except for like the when he drew the PK, almost all of his best work was when he cut inside into the middle, which is where I think his best work is going to happen. And continuing to play him out on the left, I just don't see it. I think I, I see it as squandering all like a million. You're paying him a million dollars a year, and you're squandering it by putting him out on the left. At least it seems like that. Maybe yeah. I'll be proven wrong. Later in the season, maybe like he'll become this amazing, yeah. like inverted, like left winger who's going to be cutting into the middle and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But like from what I saw, like he looked like he was meant to be in the middle, which is probably which it makes sense because that's where he plays internationally. So why not just put him there? The problem, if you think about our three best attacking midfielders, um, and if you add Reynoso into it, right, or if if Reynoso becomes obviously he's going to start. So then who are the two others? It's Lud and Molino. Um, all, both of them want to be in there. I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know shit about Reynoso other than like I'll just repeat what other people have tweeted or something. I don't know. But um, oh God, oh so God. if you've got like Lud and Molino both want to be really central. Um, one, you know, Molino always wants to be out wide and cut in. Um, Lud, it seems like wants to be central. Um, 
that can cause a bit of problem. It's better if you have a guy, if Emery is good at moving defenders, then he can make some space and then, then boom, you've got Lude getting, Lude needs to get eight goals then, right? If Emery is sacrificing like that. Um, same with Molino needs to get uh, six to eight, you know, goals and then assists. Um, but yeah, it is very, I don't know what he's going to do there. And I, I think, again, Lude was okay. I gave him a C plus, right? Oh no! I just wrote Lud. He got. He did get bundled over. You didn't even give him a grade. <laughs> I didn't give him no, a grade. You didn't even give him no. a grade. I didn't know. I I think he's probably a. He he got a P. He passed. C. Yeah, yeah. Um, any anyone else you want to give a good to? I I think it was it was it. First of all, I want I wanted to talk about Gregush and Dotson. Okay. Because both of them were playing in a sense out of position, right? Like Gregush did not have Ozzy to rely on. Right, so he 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 played a little bit more back than and than than I thought he would be, and Dotson was was trying to be able to not not understand if he's playing back, are we playing the double six, or am I allowed to go up? And I think when he decided mm. to go up, is when he got that chance to be able to score. Now, um, if this if at one point both of these two players are on the field again, um, I don't really know who is going to. Be the boisterous ones or the one that that that's who's going in the fence. Whenever it's Dotson and Gregus out there, it feels like we're right back to Ibsen Schuler, like two guys who are number eights trying to figure out who's gonna who wants to stay back and play six. I was gonna say Ibsen was never trying to figure it out. Ibsen just did what what his heart told him. Yeah, no, it's like having two players and then like me and Mark and be like, okay, Mark, you go now. Yeah, I'll go next. You go now. I go next, right? Not having someone who's really going to step up to the role and step up because we were losing a lot of that midfield because both of them were trying to step up, trying to be able to get that ball. Now, I, now I, I, I would love to have them figure out because I think Gregorich is, is, is great, uh, even though he does not really do um, interviews that well. <laughs> I don't know oh, if you heard that. I, I turned it off. I oh. cannot. <laughs> I can. I hate player interviews, and I've told Andrew Weeby this, like, don't interview players. They're so fucking boring. But uh, yeah, I listened to like one minute of Greg Ocean. I'm like, nope. Like, I, I love. I love. Yeah, the, I love the first question was like, like, who's really funny in the in the locker room? It depends. Uh, everyone's funny. Okay, cool. I'm turning this off. <laughs> like, <just> like, <laughs> He's like, off. everyone's funny. Sometimes I'm funny. Me, I am funny. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay. I mean, like, tell me a joke, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, uh, he's bad at interviews. Uh, or I've never interviewed him, so. But. No, um, but I, I just I just want someone to be able to to out out and and demand that this is the position that they're going to play and that's the role that they're going to play. And I think without Ozzy there, there's no there, there's no communication on how that how that happens. And I also think that if Kevin and Lude are going to be able to have this liberty to interchange positions, then that might determine the tempo of the game when they're playing in there. And if we have I mean, a Reynoso, like, if, if we happen to have a Reynoso in there, right? Um, I think that might that might just that just might confuse everything, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, my hope is that Molino just becomes a super sub, anyways. I oh, okay. I, I think Molino's because I mean, I I would uh, like to be on. I like not joking or anything. Molino right now should be if you have Lud or Molino, you start Molino. If you have like Molino is the. Right now, the only pen person I'm writing in pen on the starting lineup for the attack, uh, attacking midfield. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, I would love to see Molino 
starting out on the right wing instead of Finley. Like he seems more comfortable on the right than the left, anyways. Although his yeah. his pass, his centering pass from the left was pretty yeah, goddamn but beautiful. But this is where I interject and I say, if you're gonna replace anyone that's supposed to be fast on the right wing, why don't you put an 18 year old kid on there? And make he, him run. Who's the 18 year old kid? Check on. Oh well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll gonna get make, to, we'll get gonna to make, the subs. If you're gonna make someone Chacon. run, yeah. If you're gonna make someone run, put him in there. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Chacon. Um, uh, but I want to go through the rest. So here's my okays. Tyler Miller. I'll just go through the lineup. He made some saves. Should have been better for the second goal. Uh, he was fine. I I didn't. I uh, I see what Alex Schiefertecker is like worried. Like there's gonna be some. He's gonna drive us crazy a bit. Um, but that was but, the situation in LAFC, right? He gave up some crazy goals. And he was solid at sometimes. Yeah. Like, but he also is, he does gets crazy aggressive and he'll make some crazy stops outside of the eighteen yard box too. So you kind of Liga Liga MX. Ramon right? Metnier, I remember one really good cat tackle and he was okay going forward, I think. Um he was asleep on that first goal. I he was fine. I I don't I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh aha, uh-huh. I thought he was actually I was actually impressed with him. I thought like he did surprisingly okay. Uh, next to Boxall, um, I didn't really blame him for the first goal. I thought, I thought the two center backs were pretty. Maybe I would put them in like the both he and Boxall are in the better than okay, but not quite good. Um, Boxall, I did give a B minus. He um, he made a mistake for the first goal. He was uh, asleep on the second goal. <laughs> so and yet and he, he got still a B gets, minus. But he said, but I thought like throughout the rest of the game, I thought like the mistakes he made were like this is preseason. Not quite keyed in, but the rest, like saving the ball off the line, I thought he like did a really good job of being the boss of the back line. Okay, that'll that that will I will give that to you. It's, I think it's like with the Emeria, like the the key moments were not what I took from it. It was all the other moments where like, oh, he seems to be doing re- really well here, and he seems to be commanding people. He seems to be the ball comes in, he got the ball out, and it, and it's not a sexy moment. So no, that's I, why I liked what see, he did. I, I think he he did a he he did a decent decent job, but I think some of the mistakes were that were on there is like those are like the decisions that Ike makes, right? Like when you have Ike playing with you, like out, like you know when you yeah, play Ike's someone else, so, yeah. that's a different thing. I was like Ike will make that decision, right? You don't yeah. have to make that decision. Ike will already make. But it I for mean, Boxall will be called on to be. Right, and I think and lot, I think so. Aha did a decent job and as a death signing for when everybody's gone, right? Or when we need to use someone, will be serviceable, just like mm-hmm. when Larry Olam plays center back, mm-hmm. right? I don't know, like though. I mean, and granted, it's not going to show up on like your list of players, but like the one takeaway I had from our defense on this was concern about what would happen if Ike and Ozzy are both gone for long periods this season. Because what I saw from our defense was concerning. Like, I was... Yeah. It was... I mean, because we talked about how um, New England, their defense was complete garbage, and they were, but so was ours. And you you can chalk up to preseason, but also for a team that had, like, one of the best defenses in the league, and when our two, you know, two of our top defenders were not playing... We did not look like one of the best defenses in the league coming back, and I, it could be preseason rust. Yeah, but still, I would we have looked better if we had those two in the lineup. I think so, and sure. I hope so. I if I saw either of those goals we gave up happen in the regular season, I would be throwing this microphone over right now. They were stupid goals, but like you saw, like when Boxall stops, it's like it's he's just they're tired. They're not. They're not. They're they're not fully. 
able to like do the 70 minutes that they were yeah but we did see those mistakes the houston game when it was hot ball hot as heck out out there it was like 110 then, degrees yeah and then like you know greg which gave up a goal a pass yeah pass back i mean those goals are there yeah, i mean yeah, those yeah, goals yeah. are going to happen yeah yeah regardless in in in, 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 a, yes. in a full season so, they're going to happen but i guess i would say i would have more i i, I am willing to not draw the conclusion but i it's a it is a valid concern. Yeah. Um, let me take this. Uh, Gasper, I thought he was bad, actually. Um, I'll still put him in my okay because whatever. But um, what like he I said, like, uh, he, like two times the ball just literally just went out because he misplayed it. Um, but he um, wasn't really good in possession. He did have that assist, but it was just kind of like lumping the ball. Um, he had good vision for the quick throw-ins that he took, but I just thought like, he was not good in possession. Um, and the best moments of attack that they had was moving in on his space, which made me worry. And maybe it's preseason, but that's why I did think like, it makes me worry that like, all right, maybe, uh, maybe he's not going to be starting at the end of the year or something. But. See, I actually got a little bit of hope from his great, uh, because there was one thing hope. about, um, about Gasper is that last year, it seems like he always had. It's good beer. There's soon. <laughs> Thank you, Rodrigo. We're drinking uh, Mark's uh, Belgian beer, yeah. which, by the way, uh, my daughter did the to all the hops editions, oh. and she got to name it. So it's called Daddy and Wilhelmina's Soccer Ball Belgian Blondale. Oh, there <laughs> so, you go. There you go. I <laughs> soon to be featured at the Black enjoy- Card Saint Paul. So I hope you all enjoy it. Um, every time uh, um, Emil and I were, were playing this. Uh, a uh, game called No Man's Sky, which is just like a space exploration. And it'd be like, oh, we've discovered a new planet. And it's, all right, Emil, what, what do you want to name this planet? Emil United Junior. <laughs> and then like, because like... I love that. I saw about him. You guys discover a planet. Yeah, he yeah, takes yeah, all he the rights. Right. He's very, yeah, yeah. Very we, Columbus-like. Yeah, yeah, we don't have Spanish roots, but he's, he's got it somewhere. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's like um, I was playing, I've been playing like we take a stuffed animal, we'll hide it. And then I started doing, yesterday, doing riddles with the kids where I would do like a, you better look quick. You did, 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 did. just do a little brief limerick, whatever, poem uh, to to where give them a hint. And then they would try to do it. And Iris is pretty clever with them. Um, but Emil's are like, you better look quick. The dragon is fast. It's near the video players. <laughs> just like, so I was like losing my shit. Like when the kids are funny, they're funny. And when they're terrible, I was a, we had no school today. So it was like also kind of terrible. But um, uh, it is just like, it's so like, yes, Emil. Thank you for your for your if, you, if your kids ever discover uh, miles from Tomorrowland, let me know. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll I will. Anyway, back to from. So, yeah. uh, so Gasper gave me hope. And that, <laughs> so normally, like almost every match, uh, he is out of position and does an awful tackle on somebody. Yeah, and uh, there's a reason why. Like it was like what almost every other match, he got a yellow card. Yeah, because of this and. Um, late, like it was like Chase's Chase is, we always call him a cop, but he's, he's basically like a 1980s action flick cop where it's like, I, I live by my own rules. I'll rough you up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, a he's Beverly Hills cop is what he is. Exactly. He's a yeah. But like towards, yeah. I mean, it was like probably like five minutes before, um, but really like the, white the, the, the Eddie massive Murphy, sub yeah. where everyone came off. Yeah. Uh, so it's towards the end. He's obviously getting tired and like, 
it was down towards like you know near the corner. Like the guy was about to make a turn um, on the end line to, to cross it in, and he fouled him. But like he fouled him in a very smart way that didn't get a yellow card, and it just got the it just gave him a free kick, which basically just meant like for where the position was, basically just meant a corner kick, which was great and kind of limited a possible scoring opportunity. So like that gives me a little bit of hope in that. He's getting a little bit more uh, modest with his tackle tackling, where he's not going like full hard, you know, all in taking some guy out. Where he's being a little bit smarter about it. So I'm hopeful. Just giving up dangerous free kicks rather than dangerous free kicks yeah, and I mean, a like, second yellow. But I mean, like a free kick that's like <laughs> but he five didn't feet get from a the corner yellow. flag is all I that know. dangerous of a free Last kick. Last year, did he get us? Did he get two yellows? Did he in get a row? two reds? Yeah, he got two yellows. He got two yellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, one but, game. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he get yeah, sent he got, off twice? He, yeah. uh, I no, know I don't think twice. I know at least once. Okay. Someone on we'll Twitter let, talking, let us know. I will. I will look it up. Uh, but here's the thing. Do you though, want me to go through? I think Chase, go through continue talking about your ratings. No, I think just talking about it, back, your back to Chase <laughs> for one second yeah. here. Chase, I think last year, to, towards the end of last year, we saw Chase more becoming part of that uh, attacking. Uh, attacking left back or right back, whatever position he was he was playing at, right? He would go under and try to cross the ball. I think he's beginning to take that into something that he's going feels more comf- comf- comfortable doing more and more as the games progress. And I think that's something that I'm 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 I'm, I'm hopeful for because we need someone besides Metinier trying to cross the balls. And all the balls that he did cross were actually not low this time. Yeah, they were all like higher. Like he had one like, red card. I apologize, Chase. Don't come arrest me. He's got he's got the aviator shades on. He's coming. Oh yeah, um, uh, Hassani Dotson, Gregus. We talked about they like both played soccer. Um, Ethan Finley was bad. Yeah. He's he's probably he, he was probably the worst performance. I just didn't see anything from him. Lud again. Oh, okay. The um, uh, Ian McClellan says, did any performance in Sunday's game actually change your opinion of them, good or bad? For me, I will say my best stock up was Emeria, who. I, again, I just liked how he played with them. Did for you guys? Did did you have anyone who went? Uh, the the stock changed significantly. I think uh, Maria is 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 becoming a better Angelo. But he's not. He doesn't play in and at, at no, all. I think I'm, no, anyway. but I mean, in the essence of production. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, and, and finishing. Like, do you think never, that? I mean, does he score more goals than Ramirez scored in first year? Which is what 15, 16? 14, I think seventy. 70. I might, I might 70. be inflating. I that was know. Golden Boot, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, won yeah. the Golden Boot, He's right? going to get at least two goals a game. <laughs> a brace I, every I game. Don't, um, but uh, I think it was it was in the 13 to 15, 16. I think it was like 15, 15 yeah. goals sure. that, he, that he did. But so, my, so. my question is like, man, like when they did the massive sub, I really wish they would have put up a new like lineup projection of like where everyone was playing because i had the hardest time i didn't even know who playing. any of them but were. Here, here's my main question is um god who's the new guy that we just got who's supposed to be from chicago is it edwards yeah. raheem edwards, raheem yeah. edwards. Yeah. so was he out there i had yes, no idea no, who came in yeah. and this is like typical heath is that we got a guy just he, go out there play no, no, no here's the thing we got we got a guy he has played his entire career at at either on the left wing or as a, like a left wing back where did he play? Yesterday? Where did he? I have no idea. On the right wing. Oh, really? Yes. No, 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 no. That was Hairston. No, he was totally on the right wing. I again, I had like no fucking clue what was going. No, are you sure? I'm fairly certain I saw him running on the right wing. Okay, so what's? But so again, 
I couldn't tell who anybody was with that massive so, sub. Here you go. Here you go. Ready? Are you ready? Are yeah. You guys are going to give me crap, and I should get all the crap. But when they did the mass substitution, I was upstairs taking care of my son being sick. So I didn't know anybody. I didn't know they did the mess. So I came back and I go, and they're like, hey, Chacon's playing. I'm like, where? And that's when the freaking feed on my computer that was sitting there was just like, I couldn't tell where he was on the field. And I got so frustrated. So he where did he a, play? He played, they played a 4-4-2. Uh, Chacon was playing as the left wing. Um, again, this in particular, there's literally nothing to take away from it other than what I'm going to take away from it. Was it Chacon's um, hair? Because it still looked beautiful. Chacon's hair, which is just, it is like, it, it is it's gorgeous. an Adonis. He's yes. just um, really Stemigod tiny. Demigod. Adonis. Type. Yeah. Um, sh- the, the, the interesting part is that Chacon was looked at by the players out there as the playmaker, right? The ball would go to Chacon and he would try to move it. So, and again, he wasn't very good at it. I don't really take anything away from that other than the ball would always come from him. People would immediately close in. He wasn't that good at getting around them or, or whatever. Um, uh, and then you had Toy and uh, Big Celery, um, uh, Schoenfeld um, out there. Um, props to Jerry Zagoda for asking the I important was laughing. question. I was, as soon as, anytime and I hear Big Celery as a nickname, I just start laughing now. Yeah, so, for finding out so that thank you, Jerry. his nickname comes from Schoenfeld apparently having a really big dick. Yeah. Jerry's a go to finding the uh, great. Find, we, 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 go, we go from we go from Bobby <laughs> to Aaron, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't. I can't wait for. There's those for, guys who used to stand yeah. near us in. I can't in wait because they used to stand behind me, and every time they would they, chant that, I turn around and like just give them, you know, the yeah. the dad stern look, right? That you get like the dad. Oh, face. I actually confronted them because I'm not Minnesota passive aggressive. Oh, you're not, right? No, no, you're I not. Confront motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so congratulations to everyone who's been wanting to cheer for a big dick player. So um, anyway, uh, so Schoenfeld, uh, and, and then I, I, I literally don't know, but Brent Coleman was in there, and so it was super awesome to see him back. And I actually thought he did a good job, like basically taking over like the like top yeah. center back position and doing all like the yep. making, like yelling and making yep. sure everybody's Getting pretty much there, playing. Like, like, running out there, playing. making some uh, he did a great job. interceptions, yeah. Um, I love that guy. So um, we all do. And then I, right? I, I, there are there's probably four players who I have no idea who they they were. Um, but I, I don't really actually want to talk about it because they will play on Wednesday because it's going to be mostly the reserves because we're playing Portland. Portland's the first game of the season. We'll put out for forty five minutes Ozzy and Ike with the reserves, and then we'll take Ozzy and Ike off, um, and then. Let everyone else play 30 minutes. Um, so we'll see some of these guys actually get a chance to play. Again, I would like to see you start a first 11 and then you like tweak it slightly. And then don't do the... New England didn't do this. No, they don't do, do the mass sub. Do like, all right, uh, like at the, at the halftime, bring on one player. And then right. 60th minute, bring on two. And then 70th minute, yeah, cool. You, you've right. given your guys a good run out, but... Yeah, because I think, and in New England did like what, like two guys at fifty, two guys at sixty. Like, yeah. they're still moving guys around, but you still get to see how they play. Yeah. with the top guys. That, that, and that's, I mean, that's again like the biggest criticism. Well, a criticism of Heath, which is that if you're not his dude, you're not his dude. Right. And so the problem is like for some of these players, like they don't really get chances to show it, and and maybe in training they're terrible or something. But I want to see. 
Chacon out in with the A squad a little bit, but that's never happened in a preseason for us. We've all every every preseason with Heath, it has been here's the lineup, boom. They start on day one, and then remember what happens in week three? It's a completely different Ooh. lineup. I mean, like, yeah. how awesome would it have been if Chacon had come on for Finley, all of a sudden, Lude and, fin- and uh, Chacon swap. So, like, now Lude's out on the right, Chacon's on the left, Molino's in the middle. They're all just running in the middle doing all kinds of crazy yep. shit. It'd be fun. And, and you, get, it, you get 20 minutes to see how that works, whatever. Yeah, it would be great. Look, I'm just, I'm just waiting for another Chacon nutmeg. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, so, one. Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m., uh, Portland Timbers uh, is playing. Uh, we'll have it on at the bar. We're going to put it out in the main room, and then comedy goes until 10, so we'll then just move it to the back room because then there's a drag show. Um, 4.30 Saturday, we're playing the Couve. Uh, and so anyway, the, the games will be on and then two final questions. Uh, oh, these are, how long have we gone? Oh, seven hours. Cool. Um, I don't, I'm not going to, sorry, Aaron and Andrew, I'm not going to ask your questions. Thank you guys. <laughs> this is, it's it like, sorry. It's just like we, we, we're now at like hour 17. Yeah. Um, this is good because my rebuttal for the, uh, for the affordable housing house would have been another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Rodrigo. It's good to see you guys. Uh, and thank you, listeners. It's uh, awesome. I um, opensholmes.com. Oh, you want to do this? Pensholmes.com. Uh, right. So anyway, penshomes.com. Um, we will see you all soon, Wednesday or Saturday. We've got soccer to watch. Thank you all. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Mark, for the beer and this one.